Hello and welcome to Shake It Not Noob, the podcast that is reluctantly crouched at the starting line. I am your host, whose engine is pumping and pumping in time, Fuzrari Dan, and joining me today is a man who's going for distance, he's going for speed, it's Mr. Duty Dutrum. How are we, sir? I'm all alone and in the time of need. (laughs) In a time of need! I've been listening to that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Great song, great song. Thank you, Cake, for that intro today. Um, We are Shaker Not Noob. We are here to talk about some video games. It is a very race car heavy episode. We'll get to that later on. Let's get into some news, though. Yeah. Uh, And first cab off the rank, Duty, you're going to be very excited for this one. Mm. Uh, The Kratos voice actor, Christopher Judge, will be the voice of Black Panther in the new Wakanda expansion for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I did see that this morning. Um, every Friday, uh, Avengers has like a they announce little updates or whatever. And m- most of the time, it's like here's the new marketplace for cosmetics. And for anyone who cares, this week's cosmetics are awful. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they announced they announced that Kratos or new Kratos is going to be Black Panther. And apparently, um, they've for this uh, Wakanda update that comes out in August. There's no, I don't think there's any reused assets that they've recreated. Uh, they've got Wakandan turrets, Wakandan like uh, wall running posts for like Captain America and stuff to wall run or Black Panther to run on the walls and stuff like that. Um, so it looks like they've put a lot of detail into <clears throat> into this sort of biome of Wakanda because apparently like there's fall traps and stuff like that everywhere. So okay, I'm, yep. I'm interested to give it a look because their last DLC was not the so good. <laughs> Not just so good. So yeah, it's it's very interesting that they continually are pouring effort and money and time into this thing. Um, they are going. I think there's an extra like twenty hours of content or something. Yeah, well, the the story will be about. Well, given from last ones, it'll probably be about six hours ish, and then it'll yeah. be like, oh, there's you know bosses to do, and then there's raids and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, they'll flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, it'll be all that sort of stuff where I think if you're playing it like I am just for the story content, it'll be maybe six hours. Yes. Uh, look, yeah, very interesting to see. Hopefully that plays well. I know that um, yeah, there are a lot of people who are falling more in love with the Marvel Avenger game um, uh, as this game slowly develops more out. I, I'm still not coming back to it, but... It's starting to sound more interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. At least it's starting to sound a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go back to it uh, and do a Marvel's Avengers one year later review just to see and compare how it's how it's grown and how it's going. I replayed sure. the um, campaign on PC because I've just got a, a copy of it again on PC. Um, and the campaign's still good. The, the The story and the writing and the voice acting and all that sort of stuff is still pretty good. But then, you know the actual gameplay or the the way that they used biomes instead of just a you know sandbox manhattan just beyond stupidity yeah yeah interesting there we go we're speaking of things that that are interesting um we got some uh, morning announcement today uh in relation to steam and they are releasing something called the steam deck which if you aren't aware is basically a switch but it plays steam games um so this will be coming out at the end of 2021 if you're in countries like america or that big place called europe um, but if you're in Australia, I believe uh, 2022 is the uh, the delivery date. Yeah, I saw so that. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's interesting because um, with the Switch and, and well, with the Switch because it's the primary portable console. Because um, mm-hmm. PlayStation is definitely not going to do it again after the, <laughs> after the PSP and the Viva and shit. But like, yes, because it's a it's a Steam thing and it'll be good for games like uh, Hades or Dead Cells. Um, there was a photo of it with like a Doom on there, and I'm sitting there going. 
look, you're going to only be able to play up to a certain point with games because with the Switch, all the games are developed for the Switch or they're scaled yeah. backwards for that device where, like, in two years' time, if there's a new Quake or a new Doom or whatever it is, you're not really going to want to play it on something like that. Like, yeah, Doom Eternal is available for the Switch and if you only have a Switch, then that's the only way you can play Doom. But I'm not going to get one of those devices being like, yeah, you can play you can play the fucking... I know what am I playing now? Formula One 2021 on the the pol- uh, portable the uh, fucking Steam device. No, I'm out. I'm 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 reading a book <laughs> on a train or I'm drinking in a bar. I'm not playing video games on the go. Like that's what yeah. the Switch is for, and I think the Switch just com- completely owns that market. Yeah, it's, it will be interesting. I think there are some games that definitely will suit it. Um, it will be interesting to see how it handles the more. Uh, I suppose taxing games. Yeah, um, we are talking about some fairly like large sizes. So they, they, they are releasing uh, three sizes of uh, this particular console. Um, so the smaller size is sixty-four gigabyte. That's nothing. Um, yeah, medium size two hundred fifty-six, and the large size is five hundred twelve. So yeah, in- interesting. They they seem to be fairly sizable storage devices i know the the switch is quite small by uh, by comparison um so yeah it'll be interesting to see how much power they can pack into all of this um and and how it will handle those graphically intensive games because if it's just going to be playing indie titles then i mean like you say we've already got a device for it it is the switch and it's perfectly fine yeah i don't see this as necessarily a reason to pick it up you know so i can play my steam library indie games but you know if, if you're into that stuff might be fine yeah it, it might be good for i don't know being able if you're a developer being able to check your work on the way home or something i don't know <laughs> People, people uh, possibly, on yeah. the train on their Steam portables. Yeah, and look, I mean, there, there is, I mean, it's it, they've announced that, yes, it will have a dock, um, so you can, um, like, dock it into, you know, external peripherals like you do with uh, the Switch. It's, uh, I mean, the, the controllers on the side aren't detachable, um, so that is all just in one piece. It does have extra programmable buttons on the back, though, which is pretty cool as well. So it's got, you know, R1, R2, uh, L1, L2, and then four additional uh, programmable buttons. It does have mouse pads on there as well um, uh, for your thumbs, which looks interesting. So overall, it does look like kind of like what I expected to see from a Switch Pro. Yeah, well, so yeah, very interesting to the market. Oh, absolutely! Look, I mean, <clears throat> I would like to see it here in Australia as soon as possible. It's definitely worth having a look at um, for Australian prices. I think it starts at around about five hundred and forty bucks for the small version, uh, and goes up to eight seventy five for the large version. So, I mean, the 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 small version obviously comparable with what they're bringing out for the new Switch device, but. Yeah, those larger sizes, eight hundred and seventy five bucks for a five hundred gigabyte you know, game console, that's pretty pricey. Yeah, exactly. I, I I wouldn't even bother with it. But hey, if they want to send me one, I'll try it for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Steam, if you're listening, we will definitely try it. Um so yeah, so that's uh that's coming out later this year and as I said, the big markets and uh twenty twenty two for the smaller ones like Straya. Huzzah. Huzzah. <sighs> Speaking of Australia, Clippy's back. What? <laughs> no, that has n- nothing to do with Australia. Um, Clippy, do you remember Clippy? Uh, he, yes. He was, uh, you look like you're writing a resume. Do you need help? 
That's correct, yes. yes. Uh, so it was yesterday, I believe, Microsoft's official Twitter account uh, tweeted out a picture of Clippy and said, if this gets 20,000 likes, we'll replace the paperclip emoji in, in uh, Microsoft 365 with Clippy. Um, and it also it received 157,000 likes. So, um, Cl- yeah. Clippy's back. <laughs> Clippy's back. Back again. Uh, he is coming back as a uh, as a paperclip uh, replacement for the paperclip emoji. Wow, what a what a time to be alive! <laughs> <laughs> I know it's technically not gaming, but it's still pretty funny. That's, it's, um, it's I related, also, yeah, yeah. I also found out at <laughs> and this is going to get super weird um, that at some point someone in the in the great wide world around us created a, an erotic fan fiction around Clippy. What? <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, it's available for purchase uh, for three ninety nine on the Kindle store. It's an erotic short story called Conquered by Clippy. <laughs> Can you? You've previously dry read some erotic fanfic. Uh, some, some erotic. Oh ones. yeah. Can you please do this? Do you own a Kindle? Your birthday. I, I don't own a Kindle, but I do have access to one page of content from the Clippy uh, erotica. Oh, here we go. Christy blinked dust out of her eyes. She felt strong arms around her. Clippy was surprisingly warm to the touch. <laughs> he shrugged off some cables and broken servers that had prevented her. Uh, fr- he had prevented from crushing her. Thank you for saving me, said Christy. Too bad about Phil Gates. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think Bill Gates is going to sue you for this one. Uh, one sneakered foot stuck out from a pile of metal lights and cracked motherboards. It's probably how he would have wanted to die, said Clippy. <laughs> uh, Clippy reached out his loose end, uh, and she let him help her up. I feel different, he said. These computers were, <laughs> were my brain, and now that it's damaged, I don't, I don't feel compelled to help you with everything. Can't say I'm disappointed, said Christy. I do still want to assist you, he said. And that's the end of it. I'm thankful uh, that that's all all that's there. But yes, if you want to know that, uh, read more about that. It's called Conquered by Clippy, uh, $3.99 on the Kindle store. (laughs) (sighs) Wow. That's a solid recommendation from us. <laughs> that happened, people. Yes. Um, so that's uh, that's the clipping news. Um, there is one other piece of news that I did want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about uh, some of the next gen games that are coming out this year. So FIFA twenty twenty two and NBA two K twenty twenty two as well. Yes. Um, so they are coming out with a whole bunch of new bells and whistles, um, but they are only coming out with these new fancy toys on the PS five, the sex box, and I believe the Stadia. Um, is getting a release for these as well. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, so I know for FIFA 22, uh, 2022, they are doing um, uh, something called Hypermotion uh, and Machine Learning. So they're, they're using these whole, uh, a bunch of really cool functions within the AI itself to respond more realistically to players and not just have like a set of instructions to follow. It's going to try and respond to how players are playing the game more accurately. Um, and so be, be a bit more challenging. Um, and uh, 2K22 is, is going to be doing something very similar as well. But they won't be releasing that version on the current gen consoles or for PC. So it's only coming PC. out on... 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, so the PC is going to get the same version as the current gen consoles, but if you want all of the new toys, the new bells and whistles, the new you know whatever's going on, that's only on the next gen consoles and Google Stadia for some reason. Apparently, that's still alive. <laughs> I thought we said it was dead. Yeah, I thought we I thought we had a funeral for it and everything. I, I I thought we all agreed not to talk about Stadia anymore. Yeah, it's like the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah so um yeah really interesting though that they that's how that's being released whether or not because i know it's all it all obviously gets developed on the pc so they've got all the fancy tools there they know that the pcs can handle it but for some reason it's only going to the next gen consoles so um yeah very interesting there yeah um and i've seen you know uh well anytime you know fifa and nba 2ks and stuff like that released they're graphically stunning games so this mm. is going to be is it going to be the first uh, yeah, or it should actually sort of be the first sports game that, of course, with FIFA and NBA 2K that releases that utilizes the next-gen ca- uh, capabilities. So I'm curious to see what gameplay looks like, what cutscenes look like, you know, because when, when the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One first came out, NBA 2K looked absolutely fantastic comparing it to, yeah. like, to PS3 and stuff like that. Yeah, look, it's it's very interesting to see it, um, uh, yeah, come through. I know that they did do a next gen update um, for FIFA twenty one and uh, NBA two K twenty one as well. Yeah, so that that came along. So yeah, but it was very much uh, you had an old version, you had to upgrade to the new version to get it. It it did look like there was a massive graphical leap, but this one, you know, will be specifically designed in two versions. So. Yeah, it was interesting that that's going to occur again this year. Very interested to see how that comes across. Obviously, we'll be playing the next-gen versions of that. But, yeah, like, um, yeah, I, f- I feel sorry, a little bit sorry for the P- uh, place, sorry, the PC players because, yeah, they- they're going to miss out a little bit, and that's not normal for them. <laughs> they don't like missing out the Master Races. <laughs> well, look, we'll just have to wait and see, and they- they maybe, yes. maybe they update it, who knows. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure they will at some stage. Um, also, um, for NBA 2K22 players, anyone who's excited about that, they have announced the cover star um, for 2K22. Um, turn off if you don't want to hear it now. Luka Doncic is the guy um, with the man with the almost impronounceable surname. Um, very interesting. I don't know why they've got him. Obviously, they can't just put LeBron on the cover every single year. Um, but yeah, Luka Doncic is the uh, the man of this year's 2K22 title. Well, we can't do LeBron because he's busy with Space Jam. <laughs> Good Lord. I can't wait to not watch that. Um, but that is it. That is the news. That is it for this week on the news front. Um, Judy, we are brought to everybody today by Culture Shock Collectibles, the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Have you seen the new G.I. Joe toys that they've got out? I have, but I don't know what any of them are because I never watched G.I. Joe. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dude with a red cape and a blue suit. Um, he is the COVID, uh, sorry, Cobra Commander. He's pretty COVID awesome. COVID Commander. <laughs> <laughs> so in Victoria, we have a guy called the COVID Commander who comes out every day and does you know, announcements on COVID. I take it to calling him the Cobra Commander. Um, and yeah, it's pretty funny for me. And about three people who remember what Cobra Commander sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, G.I. Joe, obviously a fantastic uh, 
TV show from a very long time ago that glorified American violence. Um, but yes, they do have a lot of really cool toys in there. There is some uh, a cool Snake Eyes toy. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. So uh, I'm very excited about the release of the G.I. Joe toys. Um, there is a cool Boba Fett as well from The Mandalorian. I yeah. quite like that. I did notice he's a bit more slim in the tummy than old uh, Temuera Morrison, though. Yeah, it's uh, Hot Toys have announced a heap of new figures. Um, of course, there's two versions of uh, Boba Fett Mandalorian now, the damaged one, which I've ordered, and the the clean one. Now, he can either be normal or you can spend like an extra, probably like 100 or 200 bucks and get him with the throne he sits on in the end credits. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think it comes with like the lights and the floor and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, yeah. There is a there was a concept design of uh, for Infinity War where Iron Man threw his suit onto Doctor Strange to keep the the Eye of Agamotto sort of more safe. Um, yeah, and they've released that as a figure. So it's a Doctor Strange. It's called Iron Strange. So it's Doctor Strange wearing the Iron Man armor. Um, I like it. And the you know, the Eye of Agamotto is where the arc reactor is. He's got magical stuff. They've released a Spider Man Far From Home hot toy, which is Spider Man the black and gold suit. And he's got some yep. form of magic uh, attachments and stuff like that as well, which is interesting. There's a armored Deadpool, which is basically Deadpool in a Iron Man costume. Uh, there is <laughs> there's a Black Widow hot toy. There appears to be a uh, King Shark hot toy for the not- upcoming Suicide Squad. There's a Red State hot toy with a Red State shield that he is not seen what using once in the film. Um, there's a new Batman hot toy coming out for Batman Arkham Origins. If anyone played the uh, the Cold Heart DLC, they announced a heap of hot toys basically overnight. None of them yeah. were Clone Wars Obi-Wan, so I'll be cancelling my uh, Anakin Clone Wars <sighs> figure. So disappointing. Uh, they have also uh, announced Turbo Man. Did you see the Turbo Man? Which I thought yeah, was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I sort of want to get one just because just it's Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> just because every kid's going to want one for Christmas. Uh, yeah, look, there, <laughs> there is a bunch of really cool stuff that's uh, that's been announced since we last spoke on Culture Shock. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, so much cool stuff, even just this week, that's uh, that's come through. So check them out, cultureshockcollectibles.com, your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Now, Duty, we did uh, sort of tease it at the top of the episode with the intro. We are talking about uh, racy cars this week. We are. We're talking about the F1 2021 release of, of F1 2021. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it, buddy. What can we expect to see? What's going on with F1 2021? Yeah, so this year, of course, uh, every year we get a new Formula One game and Codemasters. Previously, every year they... Uh, add new features or they add new core elements to the game well, without actually removing the previous core elements. Um, so basically keeping the foundations from the previous year and adding more stuff into it. Um, yeah. This year they've done it again. Um, and due to the sport changing very slightly, they haven't really had to do much in regards to changing uh, you know, the cars or the tracks and stuff like that. So in the real world sport, they've changed some downforce settings and some, uh, some fuel mode settings, and that's been transferred over here. So the cars... Uh, I think like 0.5 or maybe a full second slower than what they were last year. And from that, they're like, all right, cool. Well, let's increase uh, the realism on rumble strips and accelerating around corners and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Visually, the game looks absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, you've got the same modes of uh, my career, which is just you make a driver, you join Formula 1, so on and so forth. There's my team, where you make the 11th team on the grid and you design the car and you pick the engine provider and so on and so forth, just like last year. 
there is a new co-op uh, career mode. So me and Fuzzy have already tried it out where you and a friend can play together in co-op or you can play in contracts mode where if uh, if Fuzzy is performing better than I am, Fuzzy can be invited to join the Mercedes Formula 1 team while I'm stuck in Aston Martin or whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the big selling point is Breaking Point, which is basically... A uh, sort of like how the NBA 2K games have their sort of their spikely infused stories. Um, it is similar to that, but it's like Drive to Survive. You play as a character called Aiden Jackson, who's gone from Formula Two into Formula One, uh, and you've uh, you've essentially joined on with a more of experienced partner with Casper uh, Ackerman, and you pick what team you want to be. So if you want to be Aston Martin, or if you want to start in Alfa Romeo, you can. And the uh, the titular villain from 2019's version, uh, Devin Butler returns in this mode and he's even more of a douche than ever um this game out i found was really interesting because it's not just you know race with cutscenes in the middle of it um there'll be you know you have five laps to get in front of the both mclaren and renault drivers um you have five laps to do it if you fail it you have to do it again um so it's not just racing and see how you go it's like little challenges and stuff like that like finish the race with you know no seventh gear you go straight from sixth to eighth gear because you have a gearbox problem you still have to and the goal will be finish the race and don't drop you know under 10th or something like that um it's really good it's visually it's absolutely stunning the sound design as well has been improved this year where depending on of course what view you're sitting in and driving in if you're in the cockpit if you're in the tv pod or if you're just doing a third person driving changes how the engine actually sounds through your headphones so mm. if you're uh, in the cockpit you actually hear the engine whine more but then if you go into the third person driving you hear the exhaust popping and flaring out um, I did also find there's an extra uh, setting in the audio settings to actually have realistic um, sounds for the driver. So if you're sitting and playing in cockpit mode like I do, you can turn this on and it muffles the sound like you're actually wearing a racing helmet and it enhances the, mm. the voice when your audio comes through from your technicians and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I've, I've been speaking a fair bit. Fuzzy, what do you think of it? <laughs> I love you when you uh, get on the uh, just that war pass of expressionism. You just get into it. Oh, yeah. uh, it's um, look, it's been a really fantastic game to get into. I have enjoyed the fairly significant graphic uh, graphical update from last year's version. Yeah, um, it, it feels like there's a lot more uh, the the improvement to textures and the environment and and things around you make you feel like you're in a I mean, it's going, it's blurring past you very fast, but when you stop for a second and take a look at it after you've spun out, of course, um, it is really nice to check out this environment and feel like it's, they've taken some time and uh, paid attention to it. I've noticed in uh, some previous games that I've played, um, some of the uh, MotoGP games um, and, you know, other sim races, they are. They spend a little bit less time on those textured environments outside of the immediate track, and it becomes very apparent that you're, you know, you're part of a game world rather than feeling immersed in it. So, I think that's something that gets really captured uh, quite well within uh, within this game. Um, but yeah, look, there's been some really subtle changes which have uh, probably made the most difference for me. I think um, a, a little bit of the changes to the uh, tire wear. Um, so noticing like the the rather extreme drop offs in performance once you know you hit, you hit a certain rank, and yeah, I think that's that's really nice to actually have those things in there. And I think you talked about it as well a little bit of that um, like the traction. Um, so when you're hitting rumble strips, you're going around corners and things like that. There is a real significant difference to how it holds and performs uh, from uh, from previous versions. So I think that's really nice. They've actually tried to be. 
um, I, I suppose, subtle about those changes, but it definitely brings you a step closer to those more true sim racing experiences than uh, potentially has been in the past. Yeah, um, exactly yeah. right. Um, you know, we, we both, uh, thanks to EA and Codemasters as well, for the early access review copies, but a little while ago as well, we got the preview copies, which we did our preview episode on, and, you know, Melbourne is a track in the game, and of course, you know, us playing a lot of it last year, fuzzy streaming it on uh, on Facebook, I think it was, you know, yep. we were getting used to the tracks, and I was like, all right, cool, well, I'll just get the McLaren, I'll go around Melbourne, because I'm used to this track, and they haven't updated the track in the game, and I'll get to that in a second, but going around one of the corners that I normally hammer and power through in 2020, I was like, yep, easy, 2021, it's like, nope, wheel spin, smashing straight into the wall, <laughs> like, it's, 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 it is a game that for returning players from last year, you can pick up and play, but it is not a, <clears throat> you don't immediately pick it up and you're immediately a master at it. You need to go over things slowly and start to relearn things. And sure, as, yeah. a, as an experienced player, you start to pick up on those things quicker than someone who's new to the series, but it's there's still things that are changed in the game that will slip you up if you're not aware of it. Absolutely. And I think, look, one of the things with this as well is that, you know, we've, you know, had a bit more experience in some of these games, but there is a very easy entry level into the series as well. So yes, you can yeah. turn on all of the assists that you could possibly want for your particular car, and it makes it um, a lot more uh, easy to, to just, you know, sit down on your couch and play casually. Um, and I think that's that's quite good. It's, it becomes a... I see this as kind of like a gateway drug into sim racing because there's there's a very easy entry point we with all of the driving assists which make it you know much more user friendly for people essentially with controllers um, you know just using your handheld controllers as opposed to steering wheel peripherals like that becomes an easier entry point for you um, but if you want to go down the path of sim racing you can turn off all of those assists and go for a pure sim racer and it it, it caters for both of those levels of um, engagement for players and I think that's a really important point to it yeah exactly like uh, you know recently on I think it was Tuesday last week or this week just gone uh, Giuseppe from Mr. Lamus has been playing uh, some Formula 1 and he used a controller and he, he got into Q3 and he, he polled in qualifying using a controller yeah. Like yeah, and and he and this is his first time playing a Formula One game. He's played it maybe three times before we streamed and had a bit of fun. And yep. you know that's what you that's what your practice is for. And and there is quick practice in the game now. So if you've if you're doing reoccurring seasons or you're just playing over and over and over again, you can't be fucked practicing. And you know the the downforce settings and the tire selection and everything. You know you know what you want. You can do quick practice, which essentially is just you pick the training modules out of an allocated timer frame that goes down sort of like the R&D department where you know you select an item. It says it's going to take 21 days to develop. There's a 20% chance of failure. It's the same sort of thing of like, yep, to, to do this training program, it's going to cost seven minutes out of your 30-minute timer. It's a 20% failure rate. If it fails, then you have to try it again. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it's just a way to get through practice without you can skip practice completely if you want to, but you can use this quick practice setting in order to just not do the practice, but also gain the, the sort of the R&D points to further level up and upgrade the car later on. So that's a, that's a bonus. There is another thing called real season start where you, it's a career mode where you jump into the F1 career as it is in real life. And if Azerbaijan was the track that just got raced most recently, then you re-race that track as whatever driver you want and the game tries to make it as realistic to the season as what happened in regards to qualifying and stuff like that so you know as you know daniel ricardo hasn't gotten a podium so far this year you can drive as daniel ricardo pretending to be him in the real season in the real world and try and get a mm. podium form and stuff like that um yeah. 
There are some things here and there I wasn't a big fan of. The helmet and the livery design is pretty bland. Um, it's uh, uh, look. I, I know they tr- they've upgraded it slightly this year, but yeah. I still think there's not a lot of choice when it comes to helmet design. So you can design like for multiplayer, you can design your own logo. Um, you can you know change the colors within you know a preset you know four or five different you know designs. But yeah, that's just there's just not enough like you need to be able to like you know draw paint lines on it or put stickers on it in different positions so it changes how it looks um i i, I think it was uh the moto gp 2020 edition that i got um which was the obviously the sim bike racing game that had some of those really awesome customization features like that um, you could change paint types so it was glossy or matte. Um, you could do all sorts of different things and really customize these bikes to your specific experience and what you wanted to look like. And I just don't think that they've got the level of that with the with either the cars, the helmets, or the the, the kit is, itself within this game. They make it you know so you can purchase some of those things. But then you're sort of purchasing, you know, skins essentially. So I, I don't necessarily think that's a really. Uh, it's been a fully realised feature within the game itself, because for the most part, I think people will want to be uh, racing as their heroes, racing specific cars with their liveries and whatever else. But you know, for if you're playing a multiplayer experience, it may be that you want a little bit more of a a deeper level of customization to stand out from the crowd. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Um the, the, I would like to see sort of like how, how Forza does it or how MotoGP does it where you have layers that you can apply stickers and shapes and colours and patterns and all that sort of stuff on because, you know, you look at the driver's helmets in real life and they're, they're things of beauty, you know, especially when you look at some of the creative ones that have, that have you know, that drivers use, like the pizza one from last year for Lando Norris. Like, y- if you could do something like that in this game and create something like that in this game, that's going to be fantastic. Um, there's the, the liveries as well for the cars are a bit... Eh, stale as well like sure you can unlock them with the podium pass and all that sort of stuff and the podium pass isn't a, a, a implementation of the game from ea the podium pass has always been in these for- formula one games it's like the season passy things in, in Fortnite. um the melbourne gp track has not been updated from last year even though we were supposed to get a melbourne uh, race this year that we're not getting but corners have been changed in that track and it hasn't been updated in game we can get that with a patch and codemasters have said they're going to add new tracks into the game uh with updates and patches and stuff like that so who's to say that they're not mm. going to do that yeah um i have found a couple of streaming bugs here and there when we stri- when i streamed it the other night where if you get out of the program and go back into it my brake didn't work uh, <laughs> so going yeah. around a corner at 300 kilometers without a brake working very hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> thank, thank thank god it was bahrain with a massive runoffs um <laughs> I also found as well that sometimes the downshift wouldn't work if I'd like gone into my OBS to you know check the stream and then gone back into the game. I couldn't shift down. Um, but you know, there's small things that can be patched out which don't really they haven't been a problem for me. Um, yeah. Other than that, there's, there's there's just some it's just customization problems that I've I wouldn't say they're problems, but they're nitpicks where you know you have uh, victory lines where you know when you cross the line finishing in P1 or P3 or whatever it is, your character will say something like "Yeah, boy" or whatever the fuck it is. You can unlock additional victory lines in the podium pass or the season uh, pass or whatever you want to call it, Fortnite fans, but you only have four to start with. And mm. if you only have those four and, you know, they're, they're only one line things, 
they're just repetitive if you keep getting into you know good positions or if you're playing it on easy and you're just getting used to when you keep coming first it's just the same line over and over again where i feel like they should have gotten four voice actors to read 15 lines so that way there's a bit of Mm. change bit of variety yeah exactly yeah um, and that, that speaks to that customization level. Like they, they, they do. I think there's a bare minimum of customization within this game, um, and they could have done more, but chose not to and focused on other areas. So, uh, yes, I think there there could have been a a great level of detail in here that would have been better. You know, so things like you know you can have conversations on the radio or something like that in that particular character's voice, yeah. um, or you know, like you see a little bit of it in the um, the breaking point story, but just not enough of it within the rest of the game to tie it into it yeah and the and it's interesting as well because like going back to the helmet designs being able to create and customize your own helmet it's a bit bland because you're just changing out colors but like the helmet that uh uh, aiden jackson wears which is the main character of breaking point is one of the most beautifully designed helmets i've ever seen in these games and i'm sitting there going Mm. that's a helmet us as a player want to create like we want to be able to design something like that um and that helmet is just and you, it's annoying as well because with like premium helmets because you can if you want to for your custom character you can use aiden jackson's helmet but you can't change the colors on it or you can't like that's the helmet you're stuck like that's delivery you can't change or just alter colors and i think that would be cool if you could have you know the deluxe helmets but then you can just like yeah if you want to have it green and blue you can have it green and blue if you want to have it black and red you can have it black and red like knock yourself out where I think it's just small customization things. The gameplay-wise and graphic-wise, it's absolutely fucking fantastic. You can see the wear on the tires as they start to get old. You start to feel that, you know, the, the, the mediums are starting to wear down and you're starting to sort of kick out the back end when you're going around a corner or something. And you can see on your tires, if, especially if you're going over the rumbles, you can see the warped, you know, the, the wear and stuff. If you if you put your camera backwards while you're flying down a straight, you can actually see the rubber coming off the tires and laying onto the road. Like, it's, it's yeah. that in-depth. De- in and they've added like mechanical faults like i was doing a race and the uh, jeff the engineer said there's an issue with drs with your back flap you can't use drs we're going to try and fix it remotely and i'm sitting there mm. going okay well i'm one second away with Bottas behind me if i don't if he has drs and i can't fight back with drs that's going to be a massive problem mm. um so it's it's a, it's a really really good fun game codemasters have, have done it again i don't know how they keep doing it but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Um, yeah, look, it, it'll be interesting to see. Like, obviously, we've talked about in the past that EA have now purchased Codemasters. Yes. There's very little, obviously, um, uh, influence within this game um, that I that would be immediately apparent that um, EA has sort of you know taken over. I think it was too late in that development piece to actually do anything about it. But we will definitely, I believe, next year get the 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 full eaness of um <laughs> eaness let's let's I'll, I'll rephrase that um ea influence <laughs> um over over the game and we'll see some more things probably creep into it that have uh, been apparent in other titles within their uh, their franchise so yeah inter- interesting to see what that that looks like next year well next year as well is going to be because um, you know, the, with the developers, it's like as soon as they release, you know, say Formula One twenty twenty, they're just working on Formula One twenty twenty one because they have a year to release the next version yeah. of the game. Where yeah. uh, with next year's twenty twenty two, we have brand new cars. Uh, they're so they're not you know just updated versions of last year. It's a brand new car with engines and wheels and rims and layouts and everything. Yeah, have like you that. seen the uh, have you seen the the new images? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And there's videos and all that sort of like it's. If you've never played Formula One or you're going, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Next year would be the best place to start because it is like it is just starting fresh 
with the car yeah. and it's yeah so they've got that to do they they will have the you know the current gen uh, or the next gen uh, technology from day dot starting for the next game so that will be interesting to see as well rather than it being implemented already through the development cycles and stuff like that um i think for anyone who was concerned about this game being oh you know ea's got it it's going to turn into a pile of crap or money hungry thing or whatever it might be nothing there's nothing here that makes it feel like anything different from its comparison to 2020 it's it's the same game with you know they've updated the car they've updated the driving and the graphics and all that sort of stuff like that as well we now have the beautiful green aston martins on the grid uh we still have the papayas on the grid which is fantastic uh, <laughs> and the very ugly looking horses. Um I, I, I would have loved that if you pick Haas as your team for breaking point that Gunther Steiner was the boss and you getting yelled at by Gunther Steiner would be fucking great um, yes but, but no but otherwise I'm, I'm absolutely loving it uh, next week's episode 4 noob I will have my uh, Thrustmaster SF1000 Ferrari Formula 1 wheel so I can talk about that um, yes just to point out, that is a steering wheel and not a, um, some kind of space age sex toy. It is definitely a peripheral that you can purchase. Yeah, so I, I, I've purchased it. Uh, it should arrive uh, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, so I might be able to talk about it next week um, mm-hmm. and how that that further enhances or, or works with the game because I've been playing this on the or, or dehances. <laughs> I mean, I could get distracted by the, the pretty lights and the LEDs and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's a game that I absolutely love. If you've not played it before, or you're interested in it. Um, on Tuesday nights, Fuzzy, myself, Fuzzy, uh, uh, Giuseppe from Miss Alamis, my brother, uh, potentially Iron Kermit, or Kermit, uh, if you're listening, uh, when he gets to the game, essentially we're getting on and we're playing. Um, we've got certain rules that we follow and all that sort of stuff like that. It is a it's a closed uh, game, but if, uh, if you're listening and you want to jump on board, that's fine. Um, and we're playing, we're having a bit of fun, and I'm organizing a prize for the, uh, the Drivers' Championship. For, uh, for the year, so that'll be fun. Uh, for anyone who didn't watch the most recent one, there are, there's no points scored. Uh, Giuseppe finished 16th, I finished 15th, and Ryan crashed out. Uh, and Fuzzy was at the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly getting COVID, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, looking forward to, uh, to getting into the next race. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, yeah, looking forward to more experiences within uh, the F1 universe over the course of this next year. Yes, going to be very fun. Excellent. Well, um, yeah. Look, uh, let's let's give this bad boy a a final review and a score. Um, uh, look, Judy, go. You go first. I, I like to hear yours first. Look, it's it's teetering between four and a half and five out yep. of five. Um, just the customization options for me, like I'm, you know, and when it comes to any fucking video game that has customization options, I'm spending hours customizing my character and personalizing. And I spent like two hours creating my wife in Fallout 4 when, you know, you start the game, it's like, design your wife. <laughs> and then she dies. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I just spent, I wasted two hours making it, you know, <laughs> making my wife. Um, I, I just think the customization options just need a little bit more or, or more in-depthness to them even though it's like yeah it's a driver it's just you know when you think about it and put it down to basics it's just a fucking helmet like the cars are still the same because when we're streaming or, or playing fuzzy we're using existing cars we're not using the custom create your own car stuff um yeah. so like when you think about it it's just a, it's a colored fucking helmet but it's it's that really in-depthness of when you crash out in, in practice or qualifying or whatever it is and seeing the driver get out of the car and like the pit crew pat him on the back as he's walking through the garage and he's just frustrated or whatever being like that's my character that's the helmet i've designed like this is me and it needs that could be their that could be their slogan for formula one 2022 formula one 2022 this is me 
or it's in me or what you know making it more <laughs> not it's in me but <laughs> but making it more personal being like yeah you're creating your like this this year just like it last year you just pick a pre-made you know, rendered face where let's create your own driver let's design your own helmet let's put more yeah. creativity into it other than that it is absolutely fantastic it's a load of fun to play playing it with friends is fucking hilarious because with the the rules and regulations and stuff that we got with our streaming, there was a lot of laughing, there was a lot of yelling, there was a lot of, <laughs> oh, you fucking clipped my wing, you bastard, and all that sort of stuff like that, and that's exactly what this game is for, especially now that we're in lockdown. That's exactly yeah. what this game is for. Yeah, absolutely. Challenging your mates and uh, making, a, making a mess of things on the track. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, look, uh, I think for me, I think this is... Um, it's, it's a firm 4.5... I think, um, look, there's there's a lot that could go, they could do to make this better. I think it's on par with last year as far as uh, as the product's concerned. Um, I think they've done a really good job. They've made some some slight improvements, but not enough to push it up to what it was. I think like two or three years ago, it was it was almost like next to perfect, and they've just sort of mix the elements together differently and i think they're just not adding enough new within that um within that customization options with it to immerse you fully into the game i think those things need to really be focused on um to actually make this the game that we really want it to be um so it's it's nigh on there um, i think this is a really great entry level into sim racing it's a great uh, casual experience if you want it to be um it's also a very great sim experience if you want it to be so it is most things to everybody <laughs> um yeah so i've look i've really enjoyed my experience with it so far as i said um but yeah 4.5 for me is the uh the score well yeah, we're basically on the same train of thought i think so yeah <laughs> uh, but you've done it again you've done it again thank goodness uh but yes that's it for us this week uh, we will be back next week to talk about more video games probably discuss some more formula one 2021 um definitely going to be talking about uh the new zelda game uh, skyward sword um so that will be coming up next week as well and uh yeah possibly some other stuff so yeah lots of exciting things to talk about next week i'll have uh, as well I, I i would put it in this episode Dave, if you're listening but i'm going to put it into next week's episode is uh, I was chatting to Davo from Super Movie Bros. We've recorded a little clip. Uh, Davo played Knockout City, which is that dodgeball game that EA's that EA's released. That's on Game Pass. Um, sure. So, so Davo reviews Knockout City, and it, actually, it's pretty fun. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. There you go. If you if you're interested in the uh, Knockout, a dodgeball game that is just over the top and crazy and zany and fun, Davo's got you covered. That'll be next week. Excellent. There we go. We'll check it out next week. Well, look, and until that time, uh, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you're not first, you're last. And this is Judy reminding you to box, box, box. <laughs>